Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks and hacks for a way to live better. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the One Year No Beer podcast. I am Ruri Fairbairns and... I'm not here with Andy Ramage, unfortunately. Mr. Ramage is super busy and now the other side of the country to me, you know, because um, in case you don't know, I made the incredible decision of moving to my homeland, back to Scotland with my family. And we haven't moved back to my home island. No, that was a little bit extreme. We've moved back to a beautiful little seaside town called North Berwick, just outside of Edinburgh. And I can tell you, life is... Well, you know, when entrepreneurs talk about 10x and 10x this, life is 10x. 10 minutes to 10 different beaches from our house. It's just a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Um, I'm really enjoying dropping the kitty winkles off at school in the morning and really enjoying picking them up occasionally and, you know, just go straight down to the beach and hang out with the beach. It's amazing that uh, uh, the beach is pretty much nature's babysitter. So it's been a fantastic change for us. And just to think all those years back, you know, four or five years back from now, uh, working in the city in London and and how all this change has come about from such a simple thing. Um, And in reality, it came from sticking in a pair of headphones and doing headspace at the end of my work day and um, contemplating uh, and just doing that meditation and that mindfulness and then that led on to me contemplating my relationship with alcohol and taking a break and boom, the rest is history. One year no beer was born because the meeting of minds with Andy and Ruri and wow, what a difference we're making now. Anyway, I keep talking about how fantastic it is to move to a place where I guess I feel really at home and you know I never felt at home in the city uh, and I was just putting up with it and I realize now how much that was making me unwell, you know, unwell in the head, and I would search for something to make me feel better. So, you know, maybe you're listening to this yourself, and you're thinking, you know, Ruri's onto something. There's there's something about my life which is not right. You know, maybe my job isn't right, or or my, um, you know, where I'm living, or even a relationship. Something doesn't feel right for you. And well, I would urge you to be meditating on it. I think uh, the answers come to us by becoming aware. We haven't been on the podcast that much recently, and I'm so sorry about that. Um, I've certainly been a bit AWOL. So much going on with moving my whole family up to Scotland, uh, getting settled and things like that. So I do apologize, but we'll be doing a lot more podcasts, so don't worry. Um, This podcast is a special release because um, we have the fantastic uh, Manchester Power Up coming up um, on September the 22nd. So I'm not entirely sure when this goes live, but it'll be very, very soon from now. I wanted to bring on Pat Diverley, who is who is coming all the way over for Ireland. Um, and if you haven't seen Pat Diverley uh, speak before, or you haven't even heard of him, then today is going to give you a little slice of what Pat is all about, and you know some of the stuff he's going to be delivering um, or working through with you guys when when you turn up at Manchester Power Up event. Um, and also, I'm not sure if you know this, but we have uh, an incredible giveaway for the first time ever. Andy and I have got our heads together and we are offering one very lucky person, um, one very lucky person who comes to the Manchester Power Up, 
the keys to One Year No Beer. Um, we are offering um, lifetime access to our masterminds and um, programs that we develop for absolutely free. We are offering 50% off all our coaching programs, lifetime access to OAMB Plus and Live Life Better, um, and uh, 50% off merchandise. I mean, it goes on and on and on. It's a massive offer. Um, and we're really we're going to do something very special at the Manchester event. So we're looking forward to seeing you there. If you can't make it this time or you're listening internationally and you can't get across the pond or water, then I'm sorry. I promise we're trying to get into a town near you soon. Um, and we will be um, looking at giving away another key. I mean, come on, who makes only one key? Um, another key to the OYMB Castle in the not too distant future um, when we have some more announcements coming up very soon. Lots and lots going on at OYMB. Um, still lots of new people coming in and if you haven't checked out yet, you know, the Facebook group has always been very, very engaged. But most importantly, the Slack channel, which has now replaced the forum, is just absolutely taking off. It's so great to see people engaged in that community there. So I'm very, very excited to see the Slack channel take off. So if you haven't got yourself a ticket yet for the OAMB Power Up in Manchester, then grab yourself a ticket. Come and down and join us. If you don't know what we're talking about, then just shoot an email to info at oneyearnobeer.com or check out the website um, and uh, you can find out all the details for the event there. In the meantime, time. Let's hear from the absolute superstar. He's, he's a, I'm a big fan of Pat. Talk to him a lot. He's great, uh, a great supporter. Pat Divoli, the absolute legend. Here we go. Well, hello everybody um, on One Year No Beer Facebook page. Today I am here with the absolutely awesome superhero that is Pat Divoli. Pat, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, very, very, very good. Thank you. Um, good. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure there's not many of them, who don't know who Pat is, um, Pat, you're an author, speaker, high-performance coach uh, who is passionate about helping people reach new levels of purpose, passion, and fulfillment through both movement and mindset. Um, Pat is one of Ireland's top speakers in the area of personal development. Um, you regularly speak at your own one-day workshops, which you've got, I think, one coming Tomorrow, is that right? Saturday, yeah, so two days' time. Yeah. That's right. Well, of course, when this... So the live, two days' time, Saturday. Um, so if you're in uh, Dublin, is it in Dublin, did you say? Yeah, we're sold out, so... Oh, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, there you go. Um, well, yeah, um, it's, it's on this weekend, so uh, the one-day workshops are a big thing, and then a lot of corporate kind of speaking with, uh, yeah, the things you talk about, mindset, movements, personal development, uh, self-awareness, and uh, all those kind of subjects. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so thanks very much for coming on and joining us again today, because you've been, you've been on our podcast a couple of times before, I think. I've been on your podcast a couple of times. Yeah. It's been on, so um, you know, we know we've got very similar messages and, and um, thoughts and ideas. So how, what have you been up to? What's been going on since we last saw you? And yeah, give us a bit of background. Yeah, it's been the speaking has really taken up a lot of time the last couple of months. I've got kind of an increasing amount of corporate clients, which has been great. And I think corporates are starting to really see the, the value in the things that I talk about. And, you know, things like resilience, uh, energy management, flow. Um, I'm sort of taking the concepts I've been talking about in personal development the last couple of years and making them more accessible to a corporate audience just to help them be more uh, pr productive, more fulfilled, have more passion and purpose from what they do. And uh, that's been a lot of it. I've been climbing some mountains. I've been doing a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've been, um, that's been it really. I've been trying to just find a nice balance of 
having some mini adventures to find some new stories to share some new ideas at uh, any other talks I'm doing. And then, like you say, do my own retreats and seminars as well. Fantastic. Um, you've been a very, very busy boy, but you are... You're um, very different to me because I could be, I could be, you know, frantic, hectic, and stressed out my head, um, you know, walking on a beautiful sunny day. And you just seem to take it all in your stride. And although you've got millions of things going on, you're just like nice and calm, and well, maybe just practicing what you preach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's been it, and that's one of the things that I tell people at seminars and and stuff like that is we go to a seminar or we watch a motivational video or we read a book. And you, you take these concepts in and it's kind of nice in theory. But what you need to recognize is that really you should be excited about challenges or excited about stressors and things that come up in the world because that's your chance to actually put the stuff into practice. So I had a day not too long ago and I woke up to do a seminar and my house was flooding. There was a foot of water in my house. And, you know, of course, I want to freak out straight away. But then I said, OK, I talk about mindfulness. I talk about controlling what you can control, let go of the rest. Now is the chance to put that into practice and not lose my mind. Um, so, yeah, it's important. You know, we, we can read all the books, but application is everything. And, you know, mindfulness really is about checking in with what's going on, recognizing what you can do to support yourself, recognizing what, you you know, you need to let go of and, and just kind of re- reacting and or responding rather than reacting, I should say. I'm following you on Facebook, um, which if you don't follow Pat Dibley on Facebook, then make sure you do. Um, but the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has just been amazing watching you go through the journey of that. Yeah, there's a, um, it was funny. I mean, I grew up in a gym environment. That was my background. And I, I worked in the fitness industry for the last 10 years. But I got bored of it. And, and you know, it's funny we've been talking about alcohol and things like that. Alcohol oftentimes can be something that we do because we're bored um, and we're not fulfilled in our day-to-day life. It can be kind of an escape. And for me, a couple of years ago, I found I was bored of the gym. I didn't really have my thing anymore. The gym was my thing for a long time and I needed to find something else. And, you know, alcohol was one of the things I used at that time, which wasn't very positive. I'd go out once a week and overdo it. Um, But I think it was due to boredom and it was trying to escape feelings of anxiety or stress or overwhelm. What I recognized was, you know, People, particularly that are entrepreneurial, are very creative and they've got a lot going on in their minds and they have to use that creative energy in different ways. And if we don't, we'll turn to those addictions. And that's the same for most people. So I would turn to addictions and I suppose a healthy addiction that I've taken on the last two years has been the jujitsu. So it just takes a lot of boxes for me. It's social. I get around like-minded people. I get to travel and train. Um, it's physical, but it's also mental. It's a bit like human chess. And uh, I needed something for me that wasn't about I'll be happy when I write my next book or when I get in the telly or when I get a certain amount of money. I wanted to make a daily practice, something that I enjoyed every day, because I think that's something we forget to do. We always think happiness is at the end of the journey. Um, I'm all about what can you put into your day to day that makes you happier. And then the journey becomes easier. And, you know, the, the kind of flip side of that is you actually get where you want to go faster. And then the mountaineering kind of similar idea. Um, like yourself, I've loads going on. I can live in my head. I can be super busy. I can be on my phone to my laptop, my phone to my laptop, just living in this noise. And when you go on a mountain, you're three weeks with a backpack on your back with your food and everything you need. And it teaches you how little you need in life in a good way. It teaches you to minimalize. It gives you headspace. I always get my best ideas when I'm a couple of days in. And you've got this cycle of the first two or three days, you're kind of struggling with the lack of technology and you're, you're going crazy. But then you start to get this creativity. So. They kind of take a lot of boxes for me. I was at a, a, a workshop last week and um, in Arizona, and one of the things they were talking about there, I mean, a big thing that they were talking about there was searching for boredom. 
Um, and um, how actually a lot of science is coming out now to show that, A, we don't get anywhere near enough boredom in our lives. We're constantly bombarded with notifications and next things to do and to-do lists. And actually, the most creativity comes out of being bored, um, allowing your brain to get into the, that, that bored state. Um, so, you know, it, it's not necessarily a boredom because you're out climbing a mountain and you're, you're, you're really enjoying it, but you do get into a repetitive foot, foot, next foot, next foot, next foot, next foot, and that allows these creative juices to flow. So. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was helping a friend of mine last night with a business plan and I don't like doing business plans and neither does he. And we kind of say, look, it's a waste of time and you don't really need it. But the one thing I did say to him is if you sit for two hours with this piece of paper and you have to tell me he's opening a barber shop. So, of course, he's saying, well, I'm just going to cut men's hair. That's what I do. But by sitting for two hours and having that boredom or having to sit there and stay with it for two hours, we came up with some nice taglines. We came up with a good description of him being able to describe what he actually does. It's not just about we just cut hair. You know, it's about becoming a vibrant part of the community. The grandfather comes in with his grandkids. Like we welcome every generation. Uh, but that kind of creativity, sometimes people think creativity has to be painting a picture or singing a song, but it, it, creativity is just getting new results in our life and seeing things different to what they currently are. Yeah. So you only get creativity by creating space. I, I want to just show everybody, so anybody who's watching now, and then um, if you're listening to the podcast later, um, we're going to flip to a little video, but you'll you'll get the gist of it, um, of Pat at his um, one-day workshop. So let's just see if the technology works. Uh, here we go. I don't want to be scared, I don't want to be intimidated, I don't want to be insecure, but the only way of getting out of those fear-based things is to step into love. If we're very busy all the time, if we're in the rat race all the time, if we've got a million things going on all the time, it's very, very difficult to think about where consciousness is trying to go, because I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Go to the gym, you lift weights. If it's a weight you've never lifted before, your body's a little bit uncomfortable, you go, you take a break, and you recover, and you come back a little bit stronger. That's how life is in anything. Doing the right part of the task, and not getting caught up in the pity please, and not getting caught up doing things you don't need to Remember who you are when you're at your best, when you're with your friends. Don't let a bad day or a bad hour turn into a bad week. I used to think that you're supposed to be happy all the time, and if I had a bad day, I thought something wrong with me, and I'd let it ruin me for a week. Now I understand there's a wide spectrum of emotions, there's a wide spectrum of how we feel, the days where we feel good, the days where we feel bad. Just take it for what it is. Confidence is not, not the, top the top of the hill. hill. Confidence is once I start moving my feet, that gives me confidence. I just, I mean, I, I was supposed to only play 30 seconds, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, but your video is so powerful. But also, it's just, you know, you, 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 you're talking about really powerful concepts and really powerful stuff. So um, generally, you know, what's the feedback from these, these events you're running? And, um, you know, are, are, what sort of shifts are people getting? Yeah, I suppose the biggest thing people kind of say that they've heard a lot of the stuff in different voices, but, but when I say it, it comes across very practical and they can see that I live what I'm saying. So sometimes the Americanized message can be a bit OTT, it can be a bit kind of woo for people, but people say that my stuff is very kind of common sense, um, but maybe not common practice. And I think people leave feeling like, well, if he can do it, I can do it, which is kind of my intention. Um, amazing feedback, you know, from, from people just in terms of, you know, examples. I had a guy come into a seminar a couple of months ago who came in saying his goal was to have a business plan or to figure out the financial situation that he could buy a BMW. And he left three hours later saying, 
he recognized the biggest thing he needed to work on was improving the relationship with his son. Or I had a woman that came in saying she wanted to do an MBA and then she left saying she needed, she recognized that she was only doing that to get approval from her father and that it wasn't going to give her the, what she wanted. Um, so it's those kind of shifts. It's not so much about giving people more information. It's about leaving them with a different perspective where they can see their life from the outside looking in. And, you know, if you're staring at the same problem, it's very hard to find a solution. But if you kind of walk around the problem, you say, oh, okay, there's a different perspective. That's when you can shift. For those who don't know, but you're coming over to join us at the Manchester Power Up, which is in 10 days time, nine days time now. Um, very, very much looking forward to that. Um, yeah, have you got any insights into what sort of things you're going to be working on and, and what people are going to, uh, to expect at the event? You know what, sometimes I come in with a flip chart and it's blank and I ask people what they want to talk about. I'm definitely open to doing that. If people want to do that, I can go into anything. But some of the big themes I've been talking about recently, confidence is a big thing and fear. Uh, and that ties in with alcohol in the sense that I suppose when we're lacking confidence in ourselves, when we've got that social anxiety or we've got kind of a, a lack of purpose, lack of passion, all these kind of, you know, lacking in things that really fill us up with energy. Sometimes we turn to distraction, alcohol can be a distraction, social media can be a distraction, but we do these things that keep us small. So I'll be talking about how you can find clarity as to what's going to give you purpose and passion in life. I'll be talking about how you can find the confidence to get moving. I'll be talking about what confidence truly is. And then just, um, yeah, I suppose dealing with your feelings as well, because, you know, I, I touched on in that video that you played, your feelings are feedback. And sometimes what I've recognized in myself and other people is when a negative feeling comes up or what you perceive to be negative, we don't like to deal with that stuff. And so we push it back down. And one of the ways we push it back down is through addiction or through uh, distraction or through looking away or disruption or any of these things. I believe you should feel these feelings fully and then you can actually use them to your advantage. So if I'm getting sad all the time, there's probably a reason I'm getting sad. And drinking is not going to help me in the long run. I recognizing the feeling and asking myself, okay, well, where's this sadness come from? Feeling that feeling, recognizing the purpose it serves. Maybe it's telling me my job isn't for me anymore and I've got to pivot. Now I can close my eyes and say the job, the job's fine, the job's fine, the job's fine. But if it keeps making me sad, I've got to feel the feeling. So talking about your feelings and feedback, looking at clarity, looking at confidence. And again, I'm happy to come in with the white flip chart and kind of say, guys, what do you want to talk about today? Um, I was just talking to somebody this morning um, about how important that is. You know, they're actually talking about something completely different in context. Um, and they use the words, you know, I keep my cards pretty close to my chest. And I said, well, you know, it's interesting you say that a bit later. You know, I said, it's interesting you said that um, because I reckon if you play your cards close to your chest, you probably, you know, keep emotion close to yourself. Do you express emotion? And they said, you know, no, I don't. I don't, I don't really. And how important that is, you know, the reality is. We're all drinking for a reason. Um, we're, you know, there are reasons why we want to ignore the, the feelings, the numbing. Um, and with that comes something very daunting. You know, we can casually throw about the conversation here. Let's just express emotion. Um, but for many people, this, that's probably more scary than, than public speaking, um, is, is the concept of accepting and expressing these emotions. Um, so I guess on that note, because it could flag up some fear for somebody. What do you, if, if somebody's fearful of, of even going there, what do you think the steps are? Of going to that place. Of expressing the emotion, exactly. I mean, we talk about mindfulness all the time, and mindfulness is, is checking in with the present moment. And, and, you know, you can say it in lots of different ways. People can talk about sitting cross-legged under a tree or going to India on a retreat, but mindfulness is just being present. And, you know, when we're trying to deal with 
feelings that come up. Generally, we've either got a story about what's going to happen in the future. So we get fear that comes up. Okay, so you want to do public speaking and you get intimidated. It's not because you're in the present moment. It's because you're projecting into the future and you're building stories about what's going to go wrong. Or on the flip side, you can be living in the past and living in a kind of depressive state. So anxiety is in the future, depression is in the past. In the present moment, we can deal with anything. And so, you know, my, my prompt for people will be, Small steps is always something I talk about. So just becoming present, recognizing a feeling, and even just having that awareness for the next week, recognizing the feelings that come up. You know, again, I come from the fitness background, and food diary is something we start people with because the food diary makes people aware of what's going on. Yeah. Now, I tell people, don't change anything for the first few weeks. Just re- just become aware. And if you were to become aware that you get stressed multiple times a day, and when you get stressed, you reach for a glass of wine, that's a step in the right direction because you've recognized the trigger. You don't have to do anything further. That could be your one step. And then you'll look after yourself. You'll start to say, okay, well, what other triggers could I put in place that might be a bit more positive? Or could I maybe support myself by having a glass of water before my glass of wine and then another glass of water? Just coming up with little things. So I think it's all about small steps. It's not about, I'm going to release all this emotion from my life because we've all got that kind of stuff. But it's just about little things every day. And the, the, the one thing not to do, I suppose, is to fill your schedule to a point that you have no time to feel. And um, that's when you live in your head and that's when you become overwhelmed. You, you talk about this um, expressing emotion and also about meditation. Um, and I just have to drop this in here um, often in as many conversations as possible. But when I met the Dalai Lama, which is like my favorite phrase ever, when I met the Dalai Lama, um, that was the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, of course, of what, what he talks about is, is um, using meditation and the expression of emotion, feeling, um, feeling the emotion. You know, like the baby steps thing you talk about, you know, the baby steps, we constantly go on about mindfulness and meditation, um, but how important that can be. And I, I, for me, I think that everything came from starting with headspace. Um, you know, that was the beginning of me then contemplating my relationship with alcohol that led then on to the creation of One Year No Beer and all the changes in my life. And if you look at what's happened over the last four years since I probably uh, no, it's probably five years ago I started looking at Headspace and literally just at the end of the day putting those headphones on. You know, was an oil broker in central London working in a windowless office. Now, you know, in a lovely office 500 yards from the beach in North Berwick. <laughs> so it's, it's, a lot has changed. It, um, it's great. And that all came from um, implementing that small daily habit. Yeah, the, um, the, the way, another way to think about mindfulness, meditation, any of these things is that you get up in the morning and you go and brush your teeth and look in the mirror and then go and have your breakfast and you do everything you've always done. You're always going to get what you've always gotten. I mean, that's the reality. If you do the things you've always done, you'll always get what you've gotten. And if you were to get up and meditate for 20 minutes, you just create this space. Maybe ideas will come through after and creativity will come through after. And you, at its core, you just become more responsive rather than reactive. So reactive is when I'm super busy, I drive into town, someone cuts off across me in the car, and I lose my mind because I'm reactive, because I've got no space to, to breathe. And, you know, if you think about that example, if someone cuts me off in the car and I was to say, I'm going to do, take 10 deep, 10 deep breaths before I lose my mind with this person. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my mind with that person after 10 deep breaths because I create that space and say, well, what do I actually want from this situation? 
And uh, we forget to do that sometimes. Yeah. And yes. instead, just reach out and scream and shout and, and misbehave. Um, and uh, another great one, which which helps a bit with that. But I mean, mindfulness, obviously, is the, is, is, is the greatest tool at bridging that gap. But, you know, regularly exercising. I will say I was guilty this week because jet lag and all those excuses. And my wife kicked me out for CrossFit at 6 o'clock this morning. She's like, you are going. And I went and I came back and I'm like, new man. <laughs> Feels so much better. Uh, uh, well, that's an example maybe of the emotion, uh, the, the value of emotions in the sense that that's not an extreme. You weren't angry at yourself, but maybe there's a little bit of guilt. I haven't trained this week, yeah. but you use the guilt for a positive thing that pushed you into action. And now you feel something positive on the other side. Now, if you weren't willing to ha feel that bit of guilt, you never would have gone to the gym. You would have pushed the guilt down and it would have manifested into something bigger. So that's a really simple example, I suppose. You recognize the emotion, you own it. And then you take the flip side of it. So you build confidence by actually doing the thing. A couple of comments here. Sharon Huggard, who I know you know, she says, Manchester are all in for a treat. I've been to a few of Pat's seminars and workshops and they are amazing. Thank you. Um, and Amanda uh, says she's even more excited about next Saturday or when this comes out on the podcast, it will be this coming Saturday in Manchester. So I really just wanted to give everybody a little bit of a sneak peek of how awesome Pat is. Um, and that we're so honored to have him coming over um, to um, speak with you guys. Loads more um, going to be happening that event. Um, but thank you very much for joining me for this little snippet again today, Pat. And um, we will see you in nine days' time. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to seeing everyone. Awesome. Catch you soon. Cheers. It's good. Absolutely fantastic. I'm so excited about the power up. Looking forward to um, really pushing some of those boundaries. You know, this, this power up, it's all about taking that alcohol free adventure to the next level. There is so much going on at each of our events that is going to help you in all of those moments. You know, when you're thinking and somebody's just like, go on, just have one. You will, you will, you will. This power up is really going to help you in that moment. Um, so if you're sitting on the edge or you're wondering about your relationship with alcohol or you're thinking about further your personal development, your, into your meditation and all those kind of things, come and join us at the Manchester Power Up. It's going to be a fantastic day. In the meantime, have an amazing week and um, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. One